Wizard Boys, the podcast where two grown men vent their wizard-haunted brains for your amusement. Every episode, we cover a different wizard from movies, myth, or media. I'm Maxilon the Magnificent, And I'm Jordismo the Jordabulous. And this week, we're talking about Abracadaniel. Tell me a little bit about Abracadaniel, Maxilon. Well, Jordismo, Abracadaniel is a minor wizard from uh, Adventure Time, the popular children's cartoon. He is bright pink with dark black hair and a rainbow headband and just hardly any magical abilities at all. He appears in about like four episodes as a main character and then a few more as a minor character. And I love him. He is a sad sack of fluids that is just so squishy and pathetic. And uh, I think about him way more than I should. <laughs> well, very well. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll begin with that. Let's go to our first segment, Meet the Wizard, where we talk about the basic rundown of the wizard and their basic whiz-viz. So what's this wizard's deal, Jordismo? Abrax Daniel's whole deal is to be a sad and pathetic wizard, the lowest level of wizard that wizard can be in the Adventure Time universe. Even lower than Ice King, who is a crazy, although very powerful, old man. I don't actually think Ice King would be considered a low-level wizard at all in the Adventure Time thing. Uh, The other wizards tend to respect him in a, in, in a, on a level of some sort. You know, that's fair. They do respect him on a level of some sort. I would say he's one of the sadder wizards, though. He is definitely one of the sadder wizards, but like the Wizard King, um, when he gets uh, de-magicked, he's like, oh, sorry about that, Ice King. And while he's not cool enough to be invited to secret societies, that's also the case with many wizards. Everyone can't be laser wizard. God, can you imagine the amount of lasers that laser wizard would fire off if everyone was laser wizard? That would be a lot of real bad. But Abracadaniel is a level significantly lower than than pretty much everyone else that we have uh, going on in there. Pretty much every spell he casts costs him just significant, awful, grinding physical effort. And you can see him, like, lose his breath midway through making a small rainbow. Yeah, he also only seems to have two spells. <laughs> I have counted three spells. Uh, four spells total, actually. Why don't we go over those a little bit? Um... Just uh, so I've counted two, which are um, that he can uh, shoot a rainbow, he can make a rainbow, and he can turn a pair of nunchucks into a butterfly temporarily. So he can make a rainbow, he can change something's color. Oh yeah, he can change their colors, that's mm-hmm. correct. He can, yeah, he can turn things into butterflies, and he can make flower, he can make uh, a flower oh, grow. Oh, he can make a flower and grow. And he can shoot flowers out of his wands. Can he shoot flowers? When does he do that? He shoots flowers out of his wand in the episode Playdate with oh, Ice King right. when they when team up to take right. down a demon together. I do remember that. They don't succeed. No, they do not. And that demon kidnaps Jake and drags him to hell. Joshua. <laughs> Joshua, I want my blood. I mean, Sorry. I get it, man. I'd want my blood back if someone took it and made it into a sword. <laughs> he made it into a sword. The demon made it into a sword himself. <laughs> it's so true. that he could use his own blood to make a sword so he could get out of his trap. And then Joshua just stole it from him. Uh, Joshua is in many ways a terrible man, but... Uh... He is in many ways a terrible man, Joshua. <laughs> but also a, a good man at the yes. same time. Yes. 
So yeah, so we first meet Abracadaniel in Wizard Battle, when he is there as part of the Grand Wizard Tournament, and fully expecting to be killed in this Wizard Battle. It's true, and uh, the only reason that he's not killed is because Finn is looking for the saddest and most pathetic wizard that he doesn't think will want to kiss Princess Bubblegum. Which is the prize, donated by Bubblegum herself voluntarily, of winning Wizard Battle. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. Because Princess Bubblegum hates wizards. She really does hate wizards. Maybe she's trying to cozy up to the wizards to steal their secrets. Throughout the series, Princess Bubblegum really does tout science v. magic, as magic is just another form of science that people refuse to acknowledge as science. Then on top of that, she then gets shown up a number of times as well. And also, just as a major ruler, she does have to keep an eye on Wizard City, because Wizard City is not something that you want to fuck around with, I imagine. You don't cross Wizard City, absolutely not. I mean, I'm sure you can. If you're going to put your money on any specific kingdom in, ooh, Candy Kingdom is where it goes. Like, she has an eternal empire. She's an immortal gum god with science that might as well be magic. Pretty much the case. Your fire kingdom and your slime kingdom are, you know, moderate powers, but the candy kingdom, way worse. More of a candy empire at points, really. She refers to it as her eternal empire on multiple (laughs) occasions. Uh, Bubblegum is crazy. I fucking love Bubblegum. Yeah. In the fact that she's just amoral. Yeah, a terrifying immortal god king. God yep, queen. Pretty yeah. much. But anyway, let's talk a little bit more about Abercadaniel. I have a question for you. Yeah, absolutely. So one of his other powers, it's not really a, a spell, but one of his powers is he's very squishy and thus immune to most bludgeoning damage. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's squishy. That's how he survives. His... Is he a, uh, a is he candy a person? Is he a candy no, he's person? not a candy person, but I don't he think. is pink and gum-like. Well, sure, but there are lots of pink people in Adventure Time. It's true, but you know? some, you know, a lot of them could be candy people, but I don't think he has one, but he could be. There's all sorts of people in Adventure Time who are just technically not supposed to be humans, but they're as close to human, except they're like gross little troll types of human kind of a thing, as makes no difference. Like some of them are just green. Or the Marauders. Yeah, the Marauders are just big burly men who are blue, you know, like... Yeah, there's a lot of almost humans, but I mean... Technically, even Finn isn't a human at this point, even though his thing is Finn the human. He doesn't have a nose, or he just has nostrils. Yeah, I guess so. I, I feel like... Especially because his it's not an art style thing, because his non-mutated version before the bomb goes off does have a nose. Oh my god, yeah. Anyway, but that's not about Abracadaniel. No, it's not. But we can say that Abracadaniel is not a human. He's some sort of mutant in this well, world of Ooh. In in Ooh, people's race... If you're a wizard, your race is wizard. Like, Ice King was a human. Its race is now wizard. But wizards seem to have their own subspecies. There's Chinchizard, who is a chinchilla wizard. Bufo, the frog. Every wizard in Ooh seems to be their own thing. A specific expression of wizardly identity. And there's Leaf Wizard and Huntress Wizard. wizard and, And there seems to be a difference between, like, you can have magical powers or some sort of powers and not be a wizard. So there's, like, a line somewhere. Yeah, what is the line between wizard and non-wizard? Because we have things that have, like, inherent magical powers that aren't wizards. Flame Princess can shoot fire, but she's not a fire wizard. No, she's but an elemental. But is a fire wizard, but the fire wizard isn't an elemental. Or is she? He. I know there's a flame wizard. Yeah, I. he doesn't look like an elemental to me. 
the elementals are all like living people of flame, whereas he's some kind of weird goat man who's on fire. No, you're looking at Don John, the flame lord. Oh, you know what? You're right. I am. He's definitely a fire elemental, but he is also a contestant in wizard battle. You can learn wizard abilities at the wizarding school, except you eventually get, you know, hoisted into the air and forced to keep a meteor That's from not a true, tray. though, because all of their powers come from the cloaks that they're wearing. You don't learn anything. He just gives them to you in the form of the stars that he puts on you, which is why no one can do any of those magics afterwards. That makes sense. All the cloak. There's Ron Johnson, the potion wizard, who yep. is some sort of weird hammerhead. I fucking love Ron Johnson. I the love Ron Johnson. Wizard. He's incredible. Uh, and here's the next thing. So we don't see... there's. Only one other reference to wizard school. So we have three three things. One, we've got wands, which people seem to be able to give out. It's like, what's his name? The Goblin King. Wands are for wimps. Zygiak, the evil Goblin King, who spanks all the goblins, yes. We've got the Bufo's wizard school, where he's just giving people magic stars that give them wizard powers after doing horrible things. And then lastly, there's an off, like a very offhanded comment made by the life-giving Magus who says that his his father was never proud of him when he finished wizard school. Which implies that the life-giving Magus, even though he's a total freak, and is the only thing... He doesn't even look human in any no. way. A beard that is has a flower growing out of its head with weird, like, claws, man. He's... Yeah. And he has to wear, like, oven mitts and cover his body so that nothing he touches becomes alive. Mm-hmm. And those oven mitts are alive on the insides, we have to assume. We have to assume that that's the case. And he was also imprisoned in a giant maze that could only be unlocked by a giant super, like, only Bemo could unlock it, remember? Although Neptor did eventually do it by overriding it because Ice King brought the wrong robot. But he says he went to magic school, or wizard school, which means that wizard school, so if he's the eternal life-giving Magus, I don't know how long he was in prison down there, but we'd like to assume... Probably not since before the Mushroom War, because I don't think there were a lot of wizards around at that point. So there's definitely some sort of magic school where some people can learn to be a wizard. Magic doesn't really have any sort of rules in uh, Adventure Time. And the reason that they say it is they all scream, well, it's magic. So, I mean, like they, they really kind of lampshade that whole thing. Because it's magic. I get it. There is that whole thing that Betty discovers, that there's a link between sadness, madness, and magic. The sadder and madder the wizard, the more powerful their magic is. Like, Ice King is pretty crazy and pretty sad and has quite powerful magic. Whereas Abracadaniel, he's kind of sad, but he seems pretty happy-go-lucky. And, you know, his magic is not great. I, I do love his own total acceptance of his death. Uh, one of the things in Adventure Time is that characters really do seem to just accept their own mortality and their imminent demises quite they really easily. do, and people die a lot in Adventure Time. Like, way more than you'd think. It's a real OSR feeling. I watched the episode where um, Princess Bubblegum tries to make, like, a time bubble so that she can prove that, you know, science can do uh, time travel because everyone is impressed with Ice King being able to bring his girlfriend from a thousand years ago to the, the present. And Lumpy Space Princess takes that thing and murders a guy with it. Like, straight up disintegrates that man. Yeah, she imprisons him inside, like, a horrible time Like, loop. the horrible... Yeah, no, she just kills him no, you're because... Right. He kills him, and then he reforms, like, on the outside of the weird time on the outside of the screen, bubble. and he's just there for forever. And she does his head first, which is just awful. And then she's like, where is he? And she's like, well, you never saved a copy for him before you did that, so, uh... I don't know. He's gone. <laughs> Like, and there's no consequences for that. <laughs> she, 
Like that guy had a thriving, uh, a thriving uh, business to bring lumpy gas down into the Candy Kingdom that he had worked really hard to make, and now he's just dead. Well, not dead, but trapped in some sort of weird science dimension. There certainly is a lot of death in Adventure Time. It, it, no adventure is complete without risk, I suppose. The the Candy people die a lot, and Bubblegum explicitly brings them back from the dead repeatedly. It's an eternal empire. Like, root beer guy becomes, uh, what, soilhead guy. Poor root beer guy. Starchy's died, like, five times. Yeah, Starchy just gets put back together. Are witches in Adventure Time wizards? Like, uh, what's-your-face the wind witch? So, I think by our definition of our show, they're wizards. But I think by the show's definition, they're not. Because Huntress Wizard is not a witch. She's a wizard. So, it's not a gender-delineated thing. It has to do with some specific kind of class or access to magic. Huntress Wizard is a wizard... Uh, there are lady wizards. We see them, but you know, witches don't necessarily have just a female magic user. So, so far, what we see of a lot of the witches in Adventure Time is that they're all kind of evil and willing to sacrifice others for their own gain. Only ever seen, yeah, yeah. I guess there's the witch's garden witcher, wi- witch's witch. garden witch, and then there's the ugly witch that needs hair for the princess hair. And those two both seem to be like crones from Dungeons and Dragons is what they look like to be. There's the witch who um, buys Marceline's uh, stuffed animal to use her magical power. Yeah, that's the wind witch that I couldn't remember. I forgot what her name is. What? Maja the wind witch. Sorry. Kira's over here being like, Maja, it's Maja. And I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> it seems like the difference with them isn't just that they're ladies, but there's not really a clear delineation between it. I mean, the wizards are kind of defined by their wizard thing. Like, they have a specific wizard energy. Like, uh, they're, you know, there's life-giving mages, there's fire wizard, there's weapon head, who's not allowed to use his weapons in, weapon- in wizard battle, which leaves, like, what does he do? There's ice king. Daniel makes little, like, rainbows and flowers. Is magic man a wizard? Ooh, he's a magic man. I don't know if I'd call him a wizard. He seems far too powerful. He is also very sad and very inc- insane. Truly sad and incredibly insane. He's like the most powerful wizard in the sh- in the show, really. Yeah, Magic Man is the most powerful wizard in the show. I mean, at that point, he, like you're getting to the point where like he might be a god because he's he's brothers to God Grob Gob God or whatever his name is. Grob God Glob God. Yeah. Goes crazy because of the loss of his loved one. And uh, that amplifies his magical power, but also, you know, got no well, sense of right or like wrong. He seemed like he was way more, he was powerful before that, too. That's true. Because his brothers are, and also his brothers are more powerful than him, because they can just teleport him around at will and banish him to Earth and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of like living gods, too. Anyway, we've, we've gotten away from Daniel. Yeah, let's go back to Daniel. He enters wizard battle, clearly expecting to die in it. So for reasons unclear, possibly just to, like, have an end to his life, you know. Uh, but it might be that wizard battle is just mandatory for all wizards. Yeah, you might need to do it. If you're a wizard, you might need to be in wizard battle. That might be the case. And it seems like not all the wizards in wizard battle are killed, but it is a thing where just, yeah, a wizard wizards do die every year. Yeah, I mean, most wizards are pretty you know, resilient, you know, they got their phylacteries, or they come back to life, or, but they can be incapacitated. Yeah, they can be knocked out, KO'd, but, yeah. you know, Abracadaniel is so weak, his squishy body protects him up to a point, it's how he survives, but, um, he won't, I don't think he could survive cutting, or fire, or any sort of energy-type damage. Yeah, no, you could freeze him, and then break him, too. Very easily. So, he 
ends up winning wizard battle because Finn and Jake hand him the victory by beating up all the wizards themselves. And then it immediately goes to his head. Immediately. Yes, he goes, I was once a little whippoorwill of a man, a boy, but now I'm a man. I have won wizard battle. And I demand my kiss. <laughs> and it really shows his inner wizard right there by immediately, yes. immediately embracing full hubris. Yeah, wizards, you gotta embrace that full hubris. Maybe the divide between witch and wizard is the hubris. No, because Majo is filled with hubris, too. That's true. Do you feel like the hubris is a unifying theme between all wizards in uh, Adventure Time? From the slowliest Abracadaniel to the highest Grand Wizard, they all are real full of themselves. Also, I enjoy that when they uh, all get anti-magicked, that they all bust out crossbows and uh, shoot at it with it. Very 3.5 D&D. I I quite enjoyed it. I was really hoping (laughs) someone was going to have darts. So that's in the episode where he comes back with a wizard's only fool. Yeah, where I, I'd like to point out that Daniel has been brought into a cult, which he thinks he's a member of, where they make him take out the trash and do all the bad stuff. But he's really in it because they need a living sacrifice. <laughs> a pathetic little wizard that all the other wizards are going to sacrifice for ultimate wizard power, which is, I think, one of the most wizard things I've seen. Y'all got played. Yep, and he gets framed for a crime by them and sent to wizard jail with Princess Bubblegum and Finn and Jake. And he tries to start a knife fight with Princess Bubblegum and does start a knife fight uh, where he... Does way better than you'd think. (laughs) Yeah. Like his headband gets cut, but he gets a piece of Princess Bubblegum, man. He gets her. And Princess Bubblegum's no joke, you know. I mean, I don't... I don't know how old Africa Daniel is. He could be real old. Uh, could be not real old. It's a mystery. Um, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. But, like, we've seen Princess Bubblegum as an adventurer, and she she does pretty well. She's a front-line fighter. No, she she knows how to kick some ass. Like, it's surprising that Africa Daniel lasts as long as he does. Uh, and he, yeah, he doesn't, he just doesn't just get murked, like, immediately. He was real mad. Mm-hmm. Tremendously angry. And then he gets frozen solid, uh, which will be a theme in his life, by Princess Bubblegum during their uh, their escape attempt. But then he gets just to distract, uh, just apparently lets bygones be bygones, because he distracts Starchy in order for Princess Bubblegum to give him the cure for the common cold. Uh, so, you know, I'll say this about Africa Daniel. He's, he's pretty adaptable. He goes with the flow. That's one of his, his powers, basically. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's squishy. That's how he survives. Oh, <laughs> Uh, So he comes back again to be Ice King's best friend in Playdate, where we learn that he is into interpretive dance and that we see the uh, fuller extent of his powers. He's able to shoot flowers. He's able to make one grow. Yeah, he can dance up a storm, but he's also a big jerk because when BMO tries to dance with him, he keeps pushing BMO away. He shoves him. He's a real jerk to (laughs) BMO in that. Yeah. It's like, no. No! Like, you'd just... think that he'd be a nice guy because he's so, <laughs> so sad. Toast, but, but he's, he's really not. He's, he's really jerk. not. He, he kind of deserves a lot of what happens to him. Like, all the wizards kind of deserve it. <laughs> They're all wizards, man. No sense of right or wrong. Um, so, yeah, and he and Ice King sneak down while Finn and Jake are asleep and free a demon who kidnaps Jake and disappears. And uh, he and he and Ice King run off to go uh, hang out at Ice King's place. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just such a such a big like teenage energy. <laughs> well, then they go on a road trip almost immediately after. There's definitely a lot of teenage energy between Abraham Daniel and Ice King. 
Oh, yeah. I love that episode, too. Thanks for the Crab Apples, Giuseppe. That's one of the best episodes. Thanks for Crab Apples, Giuseppe is one of the best episodes. Oh, it really is. Big fan of that one. And mm-hmm. this. Oh, no, Giuseppe. He's being left behind. <laughs> Quick, Giuseppe, throw the Crab Apples. <laughs> and, we uh, left him behind. And oh. also, we got uh, Abercadaniel. Gets to use uh, the Ice King's ice powers for a bit. Yeah, which I'm surprised it doesn't also go to his head. He seems pretty chill for getting to use the ice crown for even as long as he does. Multiple people have used the ice crown. It's only attuned to one person. So the using it isn't what it is. It's uh, that it, he doesn't, now that he's got a taste of power again, you know, immediately go crazy and start abusing it. Yeah, I mean, but you mean just because of his own personal things, not because of the ice crown making him go yeah, crazy? Yeah, because of his personality, yeah. Not because the ice crown makes you crazy. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it's known, like, if someone else takes the Ice Crown from the Ice King and tries to use it in a way that the Ice King doesn't want you to, can he just stop it? Because I kind of get the impression he could. In the past, people have taken it from him and immediately used it against him, and he hasn't been able to stop them. You think that, you know, the best thing to do would just get that thing attuned to some, like, real jerk and then just imprison the jerk, and then you have free ice powers for whoever wants them. That's true, but then the Ice King will slowly die because it's what's keeping him alive. No, I mean, he didn't wear his crown the entire time that... Because uh, it was attuned to him. Yeah, it would still be attuned to him. You take the person that it's attuned to and just imprison them somewhere, and then everyone else can use the crown, no problem. Oh, so you're saying we should imprison the Ice King and let everyone else use uh, the, the crown instead of helping poor, poor Ice King. No one ever helps Simon anyway. I mean... No one even brings up the situation to Princess Bubblegum, the, probably the person who's most likely to be able to help. No one actually tells her about it. Ever. Like, it never gets brought up. I'm just sitting there going, like, Finn, aren't you going to tell them? Aren't you going to say something? He's like, you just never do. Don't you think this is... In- isn't this important? Like, not just... Not as important as adventures, my friend. Not even, like, important, like, just in, like, the fact that you would help Ice King because you're kind of friends with him, but kind of not kind of weird frenemies going on but also just that like i bet that uh bubblegum would be all up in that biz and can you imagine like a betty bubblegum team up on fixing the ice king that'd be the way to go maybe he's just too worried about what that power that bubblegum would inevitably discover during this whole process what it would do to go to her head and uh you know how it would affect the way she runs her eternal empire i don't think finn is nearly uh conscious enough of that that's true finn does not have a lot of sense let's be honest he would never be like oh i can't tell princess bubblegum that because she'd use it for evil no that's not that's not Finn's no no he, he would tell her and she would start using it for evil and be like what she's using it for evil and be like sorry princess and then he just donk it off because finn is somehow the most powerful fighter in in the land of Ooh. i always think that it's because everyone else is like a mutated wreck of a person and he's still he still has like 90 percent of the power of a true human so he's just very strong. It's the same reason how, like, that one deer can jack everyone up. Yeah. Because the uh-huh. deer, he's he's good. He just has weird human hands, but beyond that... He's just pretty much a deer. He's just a deer. Just a regular-ass deer with awful human hands. Oh, God, I hate it when he took those things off. Oh, oh wiggly so fingers. crazy. Anyway, we should probably go on to another segment, maybe, because I think we've talked about what what his deal is, at least to an extent. I think we have. I think we've gotten in there. So, what would you say Abracadaniel's worst enemy is? The Ice King. No, I don't know. <laughs> also um, his best friend. Uh, let me think here. Who is the... Abracadaniel's worst enemy is probably, like, not himself, no, but his, like, 
wizard society is his worst enemy because <laughs> they're constantly making fun of him. They make him feel bad. Like, does Abergan Daniel seem like he's sad about his magic? No, he's no. pretty bumped about his magic. He has good self-esteem. He's pumped. He's excited that he can do magic at all. He's all about it. Yeah, he loves it. He's just glad to be included. But yeah, everyone else, like, shits on him, makes fun of him, tries to living sacrifice him for ultimate power. His his worst enemy is wizard society. But he doesn't have a choice of anywhere else to live, because there's not really a lot of places that wizards are welcome, and I would say, for good reason. Yeah, not a good reason. I mean, he's, he's still kind of a jerk. So I want to bring back a segment that we haven't done for a bit, because I think that it's important to do for Everett Daniel. And that's this. Is it a sex thing? Where we find out whether this wizard's whole deal... Is it a sex thing? So why would you uh, posit that Abraka Daniel is a sex thing? Or has a th- sex thing? We're going to talk about a few things. Um, there's a few things. One, um, his whole thing is about... he's now he, he gets his magic jones up and he's all about kissing that bubble gum because he's a man now. Okay. Two, he looks like a penis. Like he is... A walking penis. They gave him balls and everything. He is a penis. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I want you... If you can't remember it, I want you to watch the one in Thanks for the Crab Apples, Giuseppe, where he tries to impress the water nymphs. And he walks up to them, and he just starts going... As he stretches out a rainbow out of his, th- out of his, his wand. And it only gets halfway out before it sucks back in. And then the nymphs just go... Ew. And I just like that's a metaphor because <laughs> no. this is a sex thing. Oh no! Uh, five when he um, in the elements arc when uh, he's in the slime kingdom and he gets transmogrified into a slime version. His name is Abracadamiel. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the sex there. Oh, I guess I'm the dirty bird there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's just made of jam, not like boy jam, but just you know. He just seems like some sort of like erectile dysfunction in person of hide as a wizard. <laughs> I mean, it's never explicitly stated, which I do it's appreciate. Because it is, they never specifically say. <laughs> the subtext say. is text, though, let's be honest here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's also a children's show. I mean, I'm glad that they don't explicitly say it. I think, I think this might be a sex thing. Might be a sex thing. That's a wizard point to Jordismo. Oh, goody. What will I do with all these wizard points? <laughs> I have to turn them in for wizard powers. Well, I hope you've been keeping track of how many you have. Four. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, let's let's agree, I think. Under the hearty wizard handshake, this is a sex thing. This is definitely a sex thing. Man, now I'm just thinking about how it, it's not explicit, and I like that. Because, I don't know, you, you watch other children's cartoon shows, I imagine. Because you're watching Adventure Time. Did you watch the reboot of uh, Samurai Jack? I have not, though. Uh... Uh, it was pretty good. Um, though there's this one point, so they, they basically were just like, ha ha, this is on, you know, this is a made uh, made for the internet like thing. We can do whatever we want now, instead of having to like skirt the edges. And there's a guy, and he looks like a penis. And then at the end, after they talk to him, Another guy turns to the camera and goes, that guy looked like a penis. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it was better when, before. When you have to skirt around the box, it's much more creative instead of just saying it like that. Yeah, no, it, it's best to let the audience realize the man looks like a penis, I think. It's because they have the joy for themselves of finding it out. Exactly. 
it's just it's better that way when something like that has happened because sometimes that's why I'm a little worried about this whole HBO thing. Is I'm like, uh oh, they're gonna be like, oh, we can do whatever we want, and they're not gonna like, like I don't want to see Finn swear, you know? No, I want to hear him make up a weird fantastical swear that makes no sense. I will say they say freaking a lot for a kids show though. I was watching it, I'm just like, man, I don't know if I want my kid to watch it, because she's going to be like, wow, that was freaking amazing, and I'll be like, don't say that. <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't know. I guess little kid cusses are on a whole different level. I used to, when I yeah. used to be an after-school mean, teacher like one time, one of my students got real mad, and he said, well, he said heck, <laughs> as part of what he was saying, and then he got real flushed, and he's like, I know it's a bad word, I don't care, I meant it. And I was just like, well, you know, we shouldn't cuss, you know, but uh, in my in my heart of hearts, I was just like... Aww. <laughs> that's cute. It was very cute. I think that's a good segue into our segment, Best Spell. Oh, I think it is a good a good segment into Best Spells. Tell me your best spell and cast it on me. I'll tell you my best spell and cast it on to you. So, in this segment, we talk about what is this wizard's best canonical spell, chosen for whatever criteria we feel like. Now, in this case, it's probably going to be more like, what is his least worst spell? Oh, absolutely. By definition, he only has cantrips. He only has cantrips. He has to say cantrip whenever he uses them. They're short-lived. They're not very powerful. They are fun. So he can shoot flowers. He can uh, make little rainbows. He can change things colors. And he can turn things into butterflies. And the one that seems hardest for him to do out of all of these is to shoot out rainbows. Yeah, shooting out rainbows does seem to be his most difficult spell. um, Because he really has to pull those things out. Got to yank that rainbow right out of that one. And I'm expecting him to get a hernia every time. It seems so Ah. difficult. (laughs) You can see the, the veins bulging on his neck. Yeah. Anyway, his best spell is the one where he can turn things into butterflies. Oh, easily, easily. Like, like that's actually useful. It's an incredible spell, and it doesn't seem to have an upper limit. Uh, or if it does, we haven't seen it. And you just can turn it, can turn any inanimate object into a He's butterfly. He's only done it once, and it only lasts for like ten seconds. Sure, he does. He dismisses it though. Uh, is the thing. Does he? I forgot yep. that. You're he dismisses right. it on purpose so that the nunchuck will fall onto the dude's head, and that's an excellent use of spell right there. Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't have much, but he. He does it pretty good for that. He's got a good squishy brain in that squishy little head that looks like a penis. I wonder if Ice King remembers that Abercadaniel beat him in Wizard Battle. (laughs) I I think Ice King has adjusted that memory in his own head to him being the coolest and Abercadaniel also being there. Probably. And him just getting to kiss Princess Bubblegum, his longtime GF. Yeah, his longtime GF, Princess Bubblegum, from way back. Been by his side forever. Love you, girl. Well, I think what Ice King most remembers from that day is finding a cool new pair of sunglasses and asking his friends Finn and Jake if they looked good. That's probably the case. I mean, (laughs) well, one of the things that I want to point out about Ice King and wizards in general, including our good friend Abraham Daniel, is that Ice King, even though he learned all of his wizard power from a crown, knows how to read like magical runes and chant magical things. He doesn't just shoot everything from the crown. Well, he's got crazy wizard eyes. And so does... So does Abraka Daniel because he does his own chanting and spell writing in uh, Thanks for the Crab Apples, Giuseppe. Does he have wizard eyes too? I imagine they all do. I think maybe that's the defining feature of wizard of wizards is that they have wizard eyes, which sometimes show them useful stuff, and other times it's just crazy, 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 all the time crazy. And that might be why wizards are so terrible. That could be it. 
I mean, imagine he's not beating up Bimo and he's just beating up a terrible wizard eye thing that's just where Bimo happens to be. Just saying no to an awful little, like, dancing goblin. Yeah, and the goblin is being a dick by, because it knows it's where Bimo is. It's trying to get people to hit him. Also, Aber, I, I think that it's more... Like, a lot of wizards in Ooh seem to be able to have, like, magical staffs and magical things that they can use. Like, Ash gets a newer magic wand, and he's, like, a low-tier wizard. Just a weird bum in Wizard City, so he's not really doing much. Yeah, he does not seem to have a good life in Wizard City at all. Yeah, I mean, even Simon beats him up, and he just, just kicks him right in the, right in the boing loings. <laughs> oh, Abracadaniel. So, best spell? Yeah, turning stuff turning into butterflies. Stuff into butterflies. He, he, he could use good. it more, let's be honest. And I think he could get himself out of a lot of jams by turning stuff into butterflies. Yeah, if he turned when this bus was sinking into, you know, the swamp and they were all going to drown, could have turned that bus into a butterfly. I mean, maybe he has to turn it into something that's around the same size of a butterfly to begin with, but we don't know. He's only done that spell one time. Yeah, we just know that Giuseppe had to bail him out. <sighs> what was he, Giuseppe? Probably, he was, he was a, a good father who just was out doing wizard stuff instead of growing old with his daughter, and he wrote a really sad poem about it. He had regrets, because that's how wizards roll in Adventure Times. They have to be sad. They have to be so sad for their magical power. And obviously, Giuseppe was incredibly sad, because he was incredibly powerful. Yeah, I mean, he wrote that real sad poem. Yeah, made them all cry their eyes out. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of not making time for your kids, let's go to our segment, WizBiz. How would they use their magic to run a company? Whiz-biz, we're talking whiz-biz, turning magic and spells into dollars and cents. How would Abracadaniel use his magic powers to run a company? The only company that he could be successful at is some sort of like outdoor living company where uh, he sells nothing but hippie stuff. Absolutely. I think that he would have a great living in um, like natural cosmetics with his ability to change things colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could probably get a good amount. Like if he just has a good base paste that has like a good opacity to it or a good translucence to it, like a range of opacities and translucences, he can get incredible color like range out of those just by changing their colors magically. And he could if he has one like good hippy dippy paste for each like level of translucence or however makeup works, I'll admit, uh I don't know. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't think that Abergan Daniel is nearly as ambitious about that, to be honest. He probably wouldn't. But if he could, he could. That would be what he would do. And he, you know, he'd shoot out a rainbow for the logo and mm-hmm. have some butterflies around. The thing is, I think his big trouble would come in with the marketing because he's not confident, and he's not really good with people. Uh, he's just sort of a squishy little man. So I think he'd have, he'd have trouble gaining traction or getting people to hear about or try his products. You know. I'm thinking about some things with his spells. So he's got rainbows. He's got. Mm-hmm. I mean, color what change. If, he can make flowers. Yeah. What with if, a lot of effort. What if we went for something where he just uses his squishiness, like he could be a, a professional spelunker? What you're saying is he would squeeze himself through the cracks in the earth in order to find his way into uh, tighter and tighter spaces as a spelunker would. Well, how is this different from an adventurer, for example, which I don't think he's cut out to be? Well, in Wizbiz, we're talking about the real world, where you know you're a spelunker, you know. You're just exploring, you know, a benign cave system. I don't think that 
bats really pose a huge amount of threat to uh, Africa Daniel. I mean, at worst, he'd get attacked by bats, and he would get attacked by bats because that is the way his life goes every day. But I don't think they'd kill him. No, no. He might get some rabies, but I think... You know, just looking at his physiology, I think he's immune to rabies. Yeah. He's just a big flesh-colored fluid sack that just... Yeah. Just, honestly, something about looking at Daniel, you could just tell this dude can't get rabies, right? Yeah. Something about his character design is just like, you look at him like, that guy, he can't get rabies, man. Uh, you could try a lot of ways to give that dude rabies. That dude's not getting rabies. I just searched for the word Africa Daniel, and it's like Africa Daniel fandom, Africa Daniel fan fiction wiki, and then third and top result, it's not a wiki, it's just, am I the only one who thinks Africa Daniel looks like a penis? <laughs> Classic. Uh, Do you think it's just because he has like a crappy wand? The Because he just has a stick. Oh, he's got a little twig with the things? Yeah. It could be. He, you know, when he when he gets uh, Ice King's crown, he's able to channel it pretty effectively. He makes a good road. It, it might be his tools, his inability to afford a better one. But, yeah, I don't know. The relationship between wizards and their tools and their power ability is unclear. But all of his magic is channeled out of that little twig. Yeah. You think it's just because he's a poor, he's like a poor boy wizard? Hmm. And he could just get a better stick and he'd maybe have better wizard? Because a lot of wizards seem to power themselves through their stuff in Adventure Time. Yeah. Well, there's the Grand Wizard who just uses his big old meaty paw. But yeah. Well, he's also covered in cats. That's true. He is covered in cats. It could be cat magic. The Grand Wizard also has like a level 13 out of 13 beard. Oh my god, uh, that beard is incredible. He's mostly beard. Yeah. We're probably not going to be able to do an episode about the Grand Wizard from Adventure Time, but I just want to give a shout out to his beard as being... That's that's a 13 out of 13. That is is 13 out of 13 Yeah, defined by it, really. His beard even turns into his hat, yeah. which is pretty... It's incredible. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, honestly, if he got himself a better wand, he might be able to do more things. Or at the very least, be able to channel a rainbow slightly more effectively. Yeah, maybe he'd be able to use the cash from his spelunking business to get himself a better wand. So, D&D and debate. It's time for D&D. This is the segment where we decide what class the, the Wizard of Note would be in the classic RPG Dungeons & Dragons. So, I've got myself, i got a little headcanon here, but I want to hear your, your take on it first before I get in there. For D&D and debate. Yes. You know, I'm going to say he is a low-level, low-charisma sorcerer. Like a level 2 or 3, maybe, tops. Probably more like a level 1 sorcerer. And I say that because his magic seems to come from himself and to be incredibly difficult to do. Uh, so he clearly doesn't have a good, like, ability modifier to it. He clearly doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of... He has, like, three four spells, all of which are basically cantrips or, you know, prestidigitation, with the exception of his butterfly spell. So I, I think, yeah, he's like a real low-level sorcerer. All right. I'm going to have, have a few things where I think that that's wrong. Okay, Max Shillon? All right, Jordismo. One, does not know any level one spells. He only knows cantrips. Even the butterfly one is probably cantrip, but it's one of those cantrips that's like no one uses it in a way that's really powerful, but if you looked at it, it could be kind of thing. Two, if he was only level one or two wizard, he would basically die from like a breeze, and we know that he's very tough. That's true. He can take a lot of squishing damage. It's how he survives. I'm going to say this. Africa Daniel is a level 10 peasant with a broken wand of wonder that only has three spells in it. 
because all the spells he casts are in the Wand of Wonder or considered misfires from the Wand of Wonder, which is you change someone or something or someone's color, mm-hmm. you shoot rainbows. There's nothing that turns anyone into a butterfly, but there is one where it shoots butterflies, mm-hmm. um, and then there's one where it grows cl- um, plants around you. Now, his is really crappy, so it doesn't shoot a bajillion butterflies or change it. And he seems to be able to pick the effect he's getting. So he has spent some time using it, I think. Yeah, and which is actually a thing that you can do in 5th edition where you can be, as you become more attuned to the Rod of Wonder, you can uh, lower the die that you use so that you can, like, roll it twice. Oh, that's pick cool. Pick one or roll it three okay, times, yeah. I think. So he spent a lot of time with a rod of, a broke-ass Rod of Wonder. Yeah, and it's a Rod of, rod of Wonder doesn't have any of the good stuff in there. It's just the bad stuff. And the stuff that it is is not even as good as normal. So it doesn't shoot a bunch of butterflies or make, like, plant growths. And when it shoots a rainbow, like, that was supposed to be, like, a prismatic bolt or uh, whatever the one is that, like, does, like, 25 different effects. I don't remember what it's called. Prismatic spray. That's it. Yeah, it's not It's not setting up people other dimension and doing, like, 1d60 uh, lightning damage. No, no. It's just a rainbow. It's just a beautiful little rainbow. It looks great. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. And what level peasant do you say he is? I'm going to say 10. You know what? I think that, that sounds right, because he's got knife abilities. He's able to knife fight Princess Bubblegum pretty well. He clearly has a lot of hit points. Yeah, that gets you, you know, I mean, peasants don't get a lot of hit points. They get four per level, but, you know, by level 10, then you can get into 20, 30 hit points. And then um, he has a racial ability that he takes, makes him take, like, he's immune to bludgeoning, which is why he can be hit by a meteor and live. That's my thought. Jordismo, once again, you have one D&D and debate played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Enjoy your wizard point, sir. Oh, goody. We're up to five to three. You gotta, you gotta get I gotta catch up. up. I guess. Well, I got, well, you're the one who has to reward him to me, man. You, you rewarded yourself one. I think I rewarded one of myself <laughs> to myself, too. That's fair. Now I can't reward you one, though, because you just we just talked about it. I was thinking about it, actually. I was like, oh, I better reward him one. <laughs> but now you mentioned it, so it's gonna have to wait till next time. Unless you say something really cool in the next one last segment we have left. Oh, we have a couple more segments. Uh, we have two segments left. Uh, I, let's see. We've got Rate This Wizard. Can I put this on my van? And was it worth it? All right. So let's do Rate This Wizard. I want you to rate that wizard. I want you to rate that wizard. Yeah. So tell me about him. So in this segment, we rate a wizard on four core wizard competencies. Their hat, their beard, their magic, and their digs. Poor African Daniel. He's not going to do well. (laughs) He's not going to do great. So let's start with his hat. He has a sweet little rainbow headband. It's better than no hat. It keeps his hair out of his eyes. And I feel like it completes his overall look. You know, it it ties in with his powers. When he gets cut on it and his hair goes all everywhere, that looks pretty funny. It does. And so it's a functional headband, too. It's a functional hat. And he and Ice King exchange hats uh, when they're doing, uh, when they're on their road trip together. And then Ice King exchanges heads with another guy on that same road trip, which is really weird. (laughs) God, I love that bit so much. So uh, I'm going to give his hat two cantrips out of 13. Yeah, I'm going to go with 2 out of 13. It's not no hat. And also, looking at this, I'm feeling like hat is going to be <laughs> the highest ranked thing. <laughs> Let's find out. All right. So the next thing we're looking at is beard. beard. Um, so I think that for Abraka Daniel, perhaps we should give him a not applicable for beard. I don't think so. And I don't agree because I think that if Abraka Daniel was a real good wizard, he'd have magicked himself a beard. He didn't. 
I don't think it's that he can't grow one. He's not like a girl wizard. Is that he could have a beard. He just doesn't. I'm going to give him a straight zero. A zero cantrips out of 13 for beard. No beard. Like, I'm just going to say, he doesn't even have stubble. He doesn't have a bad beard. He doesn't have... he got a big pink dick a face, yeah. Boyish, a boyish face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next up, magic. He doesn't have no magic. He doesn't have no magic. It's incredibly limited. He uses it to good effect sometimes. When he's given better magic, he can direct it okay. Yeah, I'm going to give him a one. I'm going to give him a two. But that that's going to undo my power about how the hat was going to be his best one. I'm sorry, Jordismo. I just, I don't agree. Uh, I, can, I can feel you taking my wizard <laughs> point away. Hold on, you know what? Let me make my point. <laughs> Here's the thing. His hat is, okay, it's a little crummy, but it's functional. It's better than nothing. His magic, he is able to use and use effectively, even if it is incredibly weak. Like I he, think that he got one shot lucky with the butterfly spell one time, and every other time it's been totally useless. He also made a nice ice road with Ice King's ice crown. I don't know. He That's not his own magic. <laughs> <laughs> He's able to make flowers appear. I, I, you know, a penguin can use that crown. I, I would put him above a one uh, cantor because we've established a one out of thirteen is knowing spells but being unable to use them. He can use them and he can use them on purpose. I'm gonna put him at two out of thirteen cantrips. I think that's fair. All right. Do you think that Jafar, who we ranted as a one on magic because he can't use magic, just magic devices? Because I think that Jafar would win in a wizard fight. <laughs> no, Jafar would just win in a regular fight. He would just kill him. <laughs> just, Jafar would look up how to kill Africa Daniel. He'd take his twig because Jafar loves magical artifacts. And he'd just shoot rainbows at Maverick Daniel until he exploded. Africa Daniel has canonically won more fights than unpowered Jafar. I mean, oof. I seed my point. That's true. He did win. We are talking about the grand champion of wizard battle. Yeah, canonically, and he didn't just do. And he didn't just ride on Finn and Jake's lapels. He did knock a dude out with his own nunchuck using his magic. Even though the nunchuck was illegal in wizard battle. Uh, the, you know what? Hey, buddy, he's not the one that brought that nunchuck in. It's true. Yeah, I'm right. God, if only Ice King had just used his actual ice powers yeah they're so much more powerful than nunchucks or just make a nunchuck out of ice that would have been acceptable we've seen him do it there's a whole episode (laughs) about him being an ice ninja uh i love that ice king is a mall ninja or a mall one of those mall ninjas like you know he is yeah i know that guy we've met that guy every friend that has people that love wizard also has a friend that (laughs) loves ninja stuff it's so true the mall uh you guys talking about shuriken? <laughs> Let me talk about my, my wakazashi. Oh, dude, this wakazashi is lit. No, I didn't get a katana. The katanas are for scrubs. The wakazashi is where it's at. It's shorter, but that means it's more, you know, it's more flexible. Plus, you get a savings on the steel. Let me tell you about this wakazashi. Oh, boy, I tell you. Oh, man. It is the, the ceremonial shorter? weapon. Of of the of the of the of the samurai, so it's got a lot of rich history, and uh, you know, admittedly, a ninja wouldn't have because you know originally the peasants who were trained, you know, to to be uh, you know fighters, so they got these cool things like the sai and the kunai and stuff like that, which are descended from like farming tools. But wakazashi it's wakazashi, is a smaller one. Is it just a smaller katana? It's great. It's a small katana. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I thought you know. 
Oh, no, 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 no. They're not. made that up. No, 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 Oh, my God. You're the guy. Yeah, of course I'm the guy. You're the guy. Hey, I'm the guy. I got to know about the ninja stuff. Yeah, I took like seven years of sword fighting classes. Totally. I heard that you took a lot of sword fighting classes. I heard that in that other podcast. Yeah, yeah. You heard that Naganacronismo on the Pope episode. Yeah, man. Let me tell you. I took two years of sword play for acting. Yeah, I could probably be in a sword fight. Absolutely. 100%, 100%, you scrub. My, my sword fight stuff was not for... I could, I could, I could get you with a gladius. For looking I could get cool. you with a longsword. I could get you with a katana. Oh, easy, man. Totally easy. Oh, come on in my backyard. Back, come on. We'll, we'll, we'll do this out. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I owned at least 12, 12 of those LARP swords. Oh, yeah. I still got my old... High school. I still got my old action flex. Yeah, it's uh, still in good condition. It's the one with the old wood core. It's the wooden core before you switch to the I PVC, got the, yeah. The PCP piping, and then you wrap them up in foam, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you wrap them up in duct tape. And then you put a little patty thing at the end, so when you poke someone. Yeah, that's what it is. It's basically the, it's the professional version. The Action Flex is the, like, the version that like a, a company actually makes of like the lop sword with the foam and the PVC t- core. Only mine, uh-huh. it's got a wooden core, so it's more durable. It's before they switched to PVC for that company. I've seen so many of the PVC ones break. Oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't believe it. Then you get kicked out because someone threw a sword. No, no, you're not allowed to throw swords unless you're playing. Uh, uh, what is that? That old uh, PS1 game. Uh, oh, what is oh, it? I know which one you mean too. I do. Well, Bushido Blade. It's not Bushido Blade. Yeah, you always throw your sword first thing. Bushido Blade. 100 percent of the time. 100. percent Well, it's gonna be hard for you to get out of that X. Oh, it's totally. I'm I'm stuck like this. So, uh, so magic is two cantrips out of 13, and that oh, is... Oh, you a, gotta stop. A, <laughs> I will if you give me a wizard point. Come on. I already, you already sucked one of the wizard <laughs> points right out of me. Damn right but I did. But now we're evened at four to four. It wasn't even like I gave you one. I didn't generate one for you. You took one of mine. Damn right I did. <laughs> so two uh. out of 13 cantrips for magic for Abraka Daniel. Uh, finally, let's look at Abraka Daniel's digs. Uh, where does he Abraka lives. Does Daniel have digs? So, I think he does. And the reason I think he does is because in the episode Jake the Brick, we see him listening to Jake talking over a walkie-talkie in his gym. And it's clearly Abraka Daniel's gym because there's a rainbow motif on pretty much everything. And he's the only one in that gym. So, he's got his own, like, gym in wherever he lives. So, he's doing well enough to have a gym room. And there's not other stuff in that room that indicates a shared exercise room. There's a punching bag. There's weights. There's, like, a little step stool thing. It is his gym. So, we must assume from this that he has a domicile that is nice enough to have its own exercise room. Huh. That's pretty great. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... He definitely, and he lives in Wizard City, we assume. I, I don't think anywhere else would have him. And he doesn't have a way to commute, man. He doesn't have any, like, motion spells. Well, he seems to get around. He gets up to the, he has a van. Oh my god, he does have a it's van. It's his van. <laughs> it's his van. He's got his own van. I forgot. That's Abraka Daniel's van that they totally bust up. Oh, man. I mean, he's the reason that he's driving. It's because it's his van. van. Oh, that might be the reason he's on the trip at all. <laughs> Oh, your God! You're right. That is the only reason he got invited to the. <laughs> He's the only one that owns a van. And they needed a van. Oh, that's depressing. That's rough, Africa Daniel. So his digs are, I would say, they're not that wizardly, but they do have his own like theme to them. And it's, he's doing better than just living in an apartment, right? He has a nicer place yeah. than I do, I think. What did we rate? Yeah, 
Yeah. So we rated Sabrina's place, I think, as like a three or a four. Yeah, I think we gave her a four. I'm going to give him a two on this. It's better than a boring apartment, but it's not as good as a magical, like, witch house. Yeah, if his little exercise room didn't have the rainbow theme that was, like, his thing... Oh, then he'd be out. Yeah, I'd... Because then you just think he's just in the gym. He's just in the gym. And also, also just wouldn't have his personality. Then he'd have, like, a zero or a one. I'm going to put him... Yeah, I'm going to give him two out of 13 cantrips for his digs. So, hat, two. Beard, zero. Magic, two. And digs, two. That is six out of 52 cantrips. Let's move on to our next segment. Can I put this on my van? Should I put this on my van? Will it look cool on my van? Will this wizard even look cool if I should I put this wizard on my van? In this segment, we design a van with this wizard on it inspired by their sense of style like can you imagine him on like a little a little sticker a little, a little sticker, sticker on the van oh yeah he could be a great little sticker on the van so that picture i just sent oh my god does he look like a penis. such a penis looking that so oh man let's um, let's expand on this let's 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 take let's have a think about this van right so it's got a rainbow motive right yeah it's gonna be a rainbow motive hippie van and to be honest i think you can put Aberdeen on your van, and it'll look pretty cool. Absolutely. Because if you're a hippie, and you got, like, a cool mystery mobile sort of thing going on, you got some rainbows, you got Aberdeen Daniel on there, and he's shooting at rainbows. I think it would be a VW minibus, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, with those, like, curves, and he's got, like, uh, some rainbow decals going all the way around, and Aberdeen Daniel, he's got, like, his little wand on there, and he's holding it out, and the rainbow's shooting out of the wand, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Maybe he's growing flowers around the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe there's like flowers all yeah around the wheels, wheel wells and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's just—it's so. I good. think he's a very vanable wizard. I mean, he's not a tra- classic metal van wizard, but he's a hippie van. Oh, wizard absolutely! By far. That van is spreading peace and love in so many pot fumes. Does he? Do you think there's a place for the the butterfly anywhere on the van? Oh yeah, I mean maybe like. He's surrounded by the butterflies, or instead of exhaust, it shoots out butterflies. But that's that's more of a magical thing. Oh, maybe on the the little the dealy that the the antenna, the radio antenna. Oh uh, yeah, there's gonna be a butterfly up right there. on the top. Do we want to look at the interior of the van? I mean, the interior of the van is going to be like really like got some like cloth going on, like some some shag. Oh yeah, shag carpet. But it's also it is also going to have a small gym. Yeah. A little like gym equipment in there. Yeah. So just, that Daniel can work out. Yeah, there's some free weights. They got, like, some of the um, those, like, elastic things that you pull on in there. Yeah, he's got a little bit of that. Is he wearing a fanny pack at all times that goes on his butt? Daniel? Yeah. He is. He is wearing a fanny pack. Oh, my gosh. How did I miss that? But not, like, in the front. I feel like he should be wearing it in the front because it's nerdier. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's a fanny pack. goes on your fanny. Yeah, I know. And for our British listeners, that's your butt in America. I think also inside the van, there's like seven bongs, one in each color. Now, my question is this. If it's an Daniel van, why doesn't it just look like Daniel's van? This isn't the van that Daniel drives, obviously. This is someone who would have a van with Daniel on it. Yeah. But I just want you to investigate, you know, Daniel owns a van. He does. And for some reason does not have his face on it, which it could and should. But he's not, he's not vain enough to. He's not like the king of ooh. 
who would definitely own a van. With... No, no. He's not the king of Uhu who drives around in his own head. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. I forgot. He has a giant blimp shaped like the king of Uhu's <laughs> face. Fantastic. Yeah, I think Abraka Daniels is... is... Uh, I don't think he's got enough self-confidence to do that, or or not the same level of like, look at me, to him. You know, he's a pretty yeah. modest wizard, un- unless he has recently won something, or been crossed. And even then, it only lasts for like a second, ten seconds. Yeah. All right. So let's let's bring ourselves to our final segment. Was it worth it? Do we think that this wizard's powers are are worth the trouble and all the things they won't go through for them? I, I don't know if Abercadaniel really has to go through anything to get his powers yeah. um, uh, he... the biggest downside for Abraham Daniel is that as a wizard he now must live in wizard society which is filled with dicks who try to sacrifice <laughs> him all the time all the time but I don't think he's got a lot of good other options if I'm being honest I mean he could I guess he could live in like a, another society but there aren't that many stable societies in ooh I'm imagining that if he didn't that he would just live in the grasslands like with tree trunks and banana man and Finn Jake you know, like, it's a neutrally area that's right next to the Candy Kingdom. So, like, you know, like, you're generally protected, so it's generally safe. And he's just, like, just imagine Africa Daniel, you know, he's got, like, a, a gym, you know, and he just rents it out. You know, just does hippie stuff out there. I think you could be happy there. Yeah, I mean, but, but the thing is that... Then he wouldn't be a wizard. I feel like Abercrombie just really wants to be a wizard, you know? Yeah. I think he found that twig. He's, like, worked on himself. Like, he works hard at it. He develops new spells, you know? He's not just being like, oh, I've got some wizard powers. Like, he's he's working to be a wizard. Yeah, he's proud of his own wizard stuff. He's He thinks he's impressive when he tries to impress that water nymph. Yeah, he's, he's got good, self, good self-confidence. Yeah, and, it's not like, and it's not like he's unhappy. When the people are trying to sacrifice him, he's just like, oh, I finally have friends. But, uh, he's got a pretty happy life, you know, partially because of naivete and innocence, but I think uh, mostly, you know, just because he's a, generally a happy person. I think he's happy to be gaining wizard abilities. And his wizard abilities, though they are limited, like they're not non-existent yeah he doesn't have to do anything for him if i had to work that same amount to make a rainbow i absolutely would i totally would like that 100 percent. yeah like i mean that's one of those things where like if you're like the shittiest level one wizard from a game in real life then suddenly you have way more power than most non-people who are non-wizards yeah so i would say yeah totally worth it yeah i think so too just because he didn't have to put anything else up so that's going to do it for our episode on Abraka Daniel from Adventure Time. That'll do it. Oh, we had a nice time talking about this. Uh. So uh, for next week, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a vote for a big boy wizard. I'm gonna go for Saruman. Saruman, huh? Yeah. Originally, I was thinking Gandalf, but then I thought, you know what? Everyone talks about Gandalf, and you can probably hit almost all the same stuff with Saruman, but. You get a little bit more of that madness and sadness with Saruman. Mm-hmm. We'll do that for next time. So we will foresee you next time on Wizard, Wizard Boys. Our theme song is Valborg Vals by Borg. You can find Borg on their Bandcamp. That's B-O-R-G. The jingles used in Wizard Boys are created by Mess and Finesse Studios in Somerville, Massachusetts. You can find them at messandfinesse.com.